Lord, we thank you for tonight's service. We thank you, Father God, that you're here by the person of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the quickening in our mortal bodies by your Spirit as we release our faith to you and receive. We thank you, Father God, that you're here to impart into us, to deposit into us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, to strengthen us, and to heal us. And we give you thanks and praise that the Holy Ghost, the author of this book, is present here to teach. We give you glory and honor for it, Father, majesty and dominion. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, let's go over to Matthew chapter 6. And I've heard from the Lord. I'm going to minister what he told me to, and I believe it's going to encourage you. And uh, I believe that God watches over his word to perform it. How about you? I believe that we'll have faith in his word, and God will speak to us and help us. Sunday morning we talked a little bit about... The, the fact that the prophet spoke, Amos spoke in Amos chapter 9, he talked about the fact that God was going to restore the tabernacle of David and he was going to bring the Gentile nation or the heathen to himself from every nation. And James is uh, over there in the book of Acts, James speaks up when they're having this great council and this great debate, this great conversation about all these Gentile people who are being born again. And the apostle Paul is out there telling folks that they don't have to be circumcised to be able to be saved. They don't have to keep the law and the traditions of man to be saved. And there's, a, there's an uprising, there's a problem. So we talked about this, and this has nothing to do with my sermon tonight. I'm just reiterating this, because if you weren't here, you ought to get the CD. It was a good teaching. It was good word. It'll help you. But I want to just reiterate this for three minutes. What, what the house or the tabernacle of David is, we, we see two major things. One, we see there's never been a sacrifice of blood offered in the tabernacle of David. And two, priests worshiped God in God's presence because the tabernacle of of David had the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. And we see that the priests, which God has made us kings and priests unto his God, Jesus has made us kings and priests, the priests stood 24 hours a day, seven days a week, worshiping God in his presence. So God has restored that already because he sent Jesus Christ, brought us into fellowship with him, came to live on the inside of us. He's now tabernacling in us, praise God. And it's important that we operate in this life like kings and priests unto his God. We need to be worshiping him in the spirit, worshiping him in truth, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, never getting into a place where we're out of fellowship with him because of sin or a lack of faith, but we stay in fellowship with him by confessing our sin and being forgiven of it and staying in faith and having the right attitude and the right heart toward God and his word. Amen? Because the presence of God is available to anyone who will call on his name. Anyone who will call on his name. Amen. Did you find Matthew chapter 6 yet? So you ought to get that CD if you haven't already. It would be good for you. I think it is an encouraging word and there's some truth in it. It helps you understand some things. Praise God for the truth of God's word. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25, Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. Now, I know back at the beginning of school, the Lord had me talk about this a little bit, and I didn't know why, but I did it. And tonight, he's just having me talk a little bit about the sin of worry, dealing with the sin of worry. You know, preachers will do this, and Christians do this. They get on their favorite kick and their favorite little pet sin, and they beat it up. Homosexuality is a big one. We can't stand the homos. We want them all to die. But that's no different sin than anything else. It needs to be, re- it needs to be repented of. It needs to be forgiven. Yes. Amen. 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 
And some preachers will get heavy on drinking, and some preachers will get heavy on smoking uh, cigarettes, or some preachers will get heavy on dancing or gambling or movies or this or that or the other. And we seem to get real quiet when the preacher gets down to real things like, you know, the soulish sins. Because we might not be smoking, and we might not be drinking, and we might not be cussing, and we might not be a homo, and we might not be doing this or that or the other. But I'll guarantee you this, every single one of us has to resist getting into the soulish realm, acting like a mere human, and getting into worry, and getting into fear, and being concerned. And Jesus here is telling us, do not worry about your life. Man, I could close it down, take up the offering, kiss a baby, and go home. Amen? Do not. Everybody say, do not. Do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. Don't do it. You think he meant that, or was he just giving you a suggestion? Back to this idea that, you know, the sin of tobacco or alcohol, it'll kill you. Man, more people are dying today and dead already because of worry. Jesus said and we would see men's hearts fail them because of fear. Literally just stop working because of anxiety and because of fear. This discouragement and this depression will come on you so strong and so heavy and it will just push you down to where you have no more fight, no more will to even live, no more will to go another day. I don't know about you, but I've been there and it's real life. See, sometimes Christians, we're silly folks. Christians get the idea that the preacher has a special anointing on his life to live the Bible. That's not true. The preacher has the same anointing on his life that you have on your life, and that's the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the helper, to come alongside of you and help you live the Bible. The difference is the preacher has the anointing to preach the word, to teach the word, and to impart the word. Not to, i got to face the same enemy, the same discouragement, the same worry tries to get on me that tries to get on you. The same devil's there trying to lie to me and steal from me the seed of God's word that is there trying to do it to you. I am nobody special when it comes to just living out the word. I'm a Christian. Any Christians in here tonight? The Holy Spirit of the living God has come on the inside of us to enable us and to empower us to live his word. And if we'll live a lifestyle of discipline to him, then he'll lead us into walking out the truth. I I have no special grace or anointing on me to do the Bible any more than you do. It's just the same Holy Spirit living in me. I got to get up tomorrow morning and fight off lack and and depression and worry and pain and discouragement just like you do. I got to look myself in the mirror and speak the word of God over myself and over my family just like you do. I have days where I don't feel like it just like you do. And Jesus told me and he told you, don't worry about your life. Don't worry. The sin of worry will get us into a place where we just want to give up, where we, want to, where we, we just want to stay hidden. The sin of worry will drive you into the cave of Agilom. 
Anybody remember about the cave of Ajalon? The Bible tells us that, the, that David and his men came to Ziglag and they saw that their community, their town, Ziglag, had been destroyed and burned. All their possessions and their children and their wives were taken from them. So they went into a cave because David removed himself and he was greatly distressed. Isn't that what the word says? The sin of worry will drive you into a cave away from people. And the kingdom of God is about us taking the truth of Jesus Christ and getting it into people. The sin of worry pushes you down and causes you to want to quit and causes you to want to give up and causes you not to want to stand and look at the devil and say, listen, the word of God says that I am the blessed of the Lord, I am the healed of the Lord, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, amen, that I am empowered by the Spirit of God, that the word of God is absolute authority and absolute truth. The sin of worry wants you to be quiet and get away. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? Jesus said, do not worry. Do not worry. Let's read. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the year. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more than value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grasses of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For all, after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. And then Jesus says again, verse 34, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. For sufficient is its own trouble. I want to encourage you tonight to take heed to the words of Jesus Christ and allow him to minister to you and strengthen you and lift you and bolster you. Because just like me, you have to fight off worry. Or just like you, I have to fight off worry. We're humans. Amen? Yeah. Let's turn over to First Peter chapter 5. And tonight, I'm not really bringing out any <laughs> heavy revelation. I'm just obeying what the Lord told me to preach on. And so I'm going to obey him because he's my boss. I work for God's son and company. Amen? And so I'm just going to preach what he tells me to preach and do what he tells me to do. And I believe that the word of God is truth and it's going to minister and bless you. Amen. Amen. I am anointed to preach it. And, I, and we are empowered to live it. Amen. Amen. First Peter chapter 5. Verse 5, just for context. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. 
Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7. Here's our money shot. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. Lord, help us to get to a place where we really can cast all of our care upon you, knowing that you care for us. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. How do we resist the devil? By worrying, by fretting, by biting our fingernails and wondering if this bill is going to get paid or wondering if that bill is going to get paid or how am I going to get food for the kids and how are we going to take care of clothes for this and I lost my job and the factory's laying off and Christmas is coming and it's cold outside and propane and electricity and oh my God, what will I do? No, we resist him steadfastly in faith. Resist him steadfastly in faith. The Amplified Bible says this, and I love to read this verse in the Amplified Bible. When we read it, I just want to tell you real quick that there's a few things that, that are um, footnoted in the Amplified. And those come from, I don't know if you ever heard of Marvin Vincent, but he did a word study. And this, this verse, these, these words that are emphasized in the Amplified Bible, they come from Marvin Vincent's word study. So it says this, casting the whole, that's one of the words, comes from Marvin Vincent, the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns. Here, here's again the Marvin Vincent word study. Once for all on him. I'm going to read that again. Casting the whole of your care, all of your anxiety, all of your worry, all of your concern, once and for all on him. Why? For he cares for you affectionately. And listen, he cares about you watchfully. He cares about you watchfully. I can cast the whole of my concern, all of my anxiety, all of my worry, all of my concern, I can cast it on him. Lord, are my kids going to serve you? Cast it on him. Lord, are you going to bless this house like you promised? I mean, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Are you going to do it? Just cast it on him. Once, he says, Vincent, says once for all. This gives me the inclination. This gives me the impression. This gives me this presupposition that I do it one time. I make a determination. I don't have to do it every day. I do it one time. I take the whole of my concern. I take the whole of my care, all of my anxiety. I mean, anybody have anxiety? You don't have to raise a hand. We all have anxiety. We all fight it. All of my worry. Anybody have any worry? All of my concerns, even my concerns. What, what about my kids? And what about my grandkids? And what about my job? And what about my home? And what about my car? Is my car going to make it through the winter this year? Are my kids going to be warm when it's cold outside? Are we going to have enough? Do we have to cut off this section of the house or stop eating because we have to pay a bit? No, all of your concern, all of our worry, all of our anxiety, the whole, the total, the summation of our cares cast it on him once 
for every concern, for every care, forever. I'm just not going to live in worry. Because Jesus told me not to. And it's a sin if I disobey Jesus. Thank God I can be forgiven. Amen. I can confess my sin. And he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and purify me from unrighteousness. But I want to live right. And I want to live powerfully in this life. So I want to do what's right. I want to receive his help, grace, to help me do this. To not worry. To not be in fear. And to cast one time for all, all of my care. All my concern, all my anxiety, all my worry on him. Why? Because he cares about me affectionately. And he watches over me. He cares about me watchfully. I thank God, and, I, and I'm not picking on anybody, and if you take it that way, I'm sorry. What, that's between you and God. But there are people that believe that God's in heaven too busy to intervene. They're called deists. God can, but he just chooses not to because there's so many people after all, and he'd be real busy. I thank God every single day that I am not a deist and that he watches over his word to perform it. And he's watching over me with a watchful eye. And I can go to Matthew chapter 6 and see that God literally, they've taken this out of this, this scripture. God's eye literally is on the sparrow. And he's watching over it. And it's neither sowing nor reaping, yet it's still being fed. So I know because I am sowing and reaping, I'm going to be fed. I thank God that he's watching over me, that he cares about me, and that he's concerned He's concerned about our well-being. That's why he's put in place provision through Jesus Christ to give us all things that pertain unto life and unto godliness. The Bible says it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. I mean, this is our father. This is the God that we serve. Amen? I can cast the total sum of all of my care, all my worry, all my anxiety, all my concern. Just roll it off one time and just say, I'm going to make a decision to live a lifestyle of trusting him and not worrying. And you know what happens when you make a stand like that? Tomorrow you blow it. Anybody living on planet Earth in here today? Tomorrow you make a stand in faith, bless God, I'm never going to do that again. And six hours later, oh crap. But you know what happens? There's something on the inside when we make a stand and we say, bless God. In Jesus' name, God help me. I'm not going to live a life of worry. I'm not going to let it put me in the grave. I'm not going to let it rob from me and steal from me and take years from my life. And tomorrow when you blow it, it might not be tomorrow, it might be Friday. But if you blow it, if you feel that thing creeping up on you again and you feel that thing like it's overtaking you again, be of good cheer. You can run to him and you can, uh, you can find grace to help in time of need. He is looking over you, caring for you and wanting to bless you and strengthen you and encourage you and help you. He's not looking to get you. Thank God he's looking to encourage you and to strengthen you and to bless you. Amen. He has a, he has a plan for you. 
He has a plan for me. Amen? Amen. So if you blow it, just repent. And forgive me if you feel like, well, I'm just, that's just too easy. But, but that's just how easy it is. I mean, why else would we obtain grace to help in time of need? Why else would we have this access to him to be able to just cry out and say, help? So I'm, I'm charging you by, by Almighty God, according to the word of God, do not worry about your life. Do not worry any longer about this, that, or the other. How you're going to retire, when you're going to retire, how you're going to take care of your kids, how you're going to pay the house payment. Just trust in God. Put your total care upon him, knowing that he's affectionately, lovingly caring for you and watching over. You have time for one more verse? You get anything out of this tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I just I love the word of God. Amen. Amen. We're not preaching opinion up here. We're preaching the word. Amen. We're preaching the word. Turn to Philippians. I believe this is a word in season. And those of you who have been worrying said, Amen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> those of us who have been worrying. You know, we've made a declaration and we've, we've secured it. It's happening. We are going to have a sanctuary dedication Saturday, December 5th. That's a line of demarcation. We either have to put up or shut up. So when worry starts to get a hold of you, just like it starts to get a hold of me, I remind myself what God said about me, and I encourage myself in the Lord. Amen? Amen. We're going to have the sanctuary done, and it's going to be paid for, and we're going to have the carpet in, and the lights in, and the stuff done, and it's going to be fantastic, and the glory of God's going to be here, and it's going to be full, and everybody's going to be rejoicing and clapping and leaping and shouting and dancing, and praise God, we might as well just have be raptured after that. Amen. No, we've got to use it. <laughs> we're going to use it. Amen? <laughs> but, you know, this, like I said, I'm anointed to preach and impart and communicate the word. But I'm empowered just like you by the Holy Ghost to live it. And I have to face the same discouragement and the same concerns that everybody else does. Actually, that's not technically true because I'm accountable for like 150 people and you're accountable for like three. So it's a little different. But you know, just, you know, splitting hairs. It's it's just the same. There's no more pressure on me. Except for all, you know, the pressure. Anyway, uh, Philippians chapter 4, but I will roll it over on him. Amen. So do you. Amen. He says, rejoice in the Lord. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for no thing, but in everything, in everything, by prayer, in supplication, with thanksgiving, be anxious for no thing. But in everything, that covers it, doesn't it? By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then when you do that, then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart from getting into worry. Guard your heart from getting into fear. It will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen? The Amplified Version says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. I think it's interesting that this, these two verses both use the word anxiety. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Yeah. 
But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, a definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Did you know that God's concerned about what you desire, not just what you need? Continue to make your wants known to God. That, that stretches it a little bit further. More than just he's going to take care of what I have need of, he's also looking over what I'm asking him not being anxious for, and he's granting my wants, the desires that I have. That's a good God, amen? Amen. amen. Verse 7, and God's peace shall be yours. Boy, that's worth buying an amplified version for right there. And God's peace shall be yours. He's not going to give you some second-rate peace. He's going to give you his very own peace. God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of soul, assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with his earthly lot of whatsoever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding, will garrison and mount guard over your heart and your mind in Christ. I want to encourage you tonight again. I don't believe that I preached anything new to you that's been in the Word for a long time, ever since they put it there. But the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, wrote to the church in Corinth in his second epistle, chapter 13. He said to examine yourself and see if whether or not you're in faith. I can't do it for you. If I could, I would, trust me. But I can't do it for you. I can't make you get this, although I wish I could. I can't make you believe it, although I wish I could. I can't force you, put a gun to your head or any other way, force you to, to receive the word of God, the truth of God, to receive the impartation, to receive the illumination, to receive the instruction from Jesus, the instruction from the Apostle Paul, the instruction from the Apostle Peter. I can't force you to do it. But I can charge you, I can challenge you in the name of Jesus Christ to examine yourself and see if you're in worry or not. See if you're in fear or not. See if you're being concerned and paralyzed by the lies of the enemy that says that you're going to freeze this winter and you're going to starve this winter and your babies aren't going to be dressed and your grandkids aren't this and your sons and daughters aren't that. And hear me again say that I have to do the same thing that you have to do. I'm no different than you. I have to examine myself. Lord, am I operating in the spirit here or am I operating in the flesh here? Am I operating out of mental understanding or am I operating in faith that transcends mental understanding? Am I operating out of a barrel that's only half full or is my cup literally running over and I have all provision, the Bible says the word grace, all grace abounding unto me to be able to do and to give unto every good work. I have to examine myself. And you have to examine yourself. And all I can do is just make the meal, set the table, and put it down for you to eat, which I've done tonight. Amen. But I'm encouraging you. I'm prodding you, and I'm cheering you on to let go of worry. Get into faith. And let me tell you, the number one enemy of faith is the Yabut family. They come in, they say, Yabut. Yeah, 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 but, 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 
You can't afford to be there. I can't afford to be there. God's word is either truth or it's not. He either said, do not worry about your life or it's okay for us to worry about it. He either said, roll over the total sum of your care, all of your anxiety, all of your worry, and all of your concern on him, or he didn't. Maybe he didn't mean all of it. Maybe he just meant some of it. I'll hold on to the little stuff. You take the bigger stuff or vice versa. I'll keep the big stuff because who knows if you're going to listen to my prayer anyway. And you take the little stuff. So I'll roll over the little stuff to you, but I'm going to hold on to man. His word is either truth, all of it, or it isn't. Amen. God's word is absolute truth. Jesus said, John, in, in John's gospel, John 17, said, Father, your word is truth. We know that. We've heard it. We've seen it. We've read it. We've studied it. We've lived it. Yes. Amen. So I've made the meal, set the table, and I put it down for you to eat of it. And I'm encouraging you tonight, in the name of Jesus, make a decision with me. We're not going to live in worry. We're not going to live in fear. We're not going to live in anxiety. We're not going to live concerned. We're going to not be afraid. You know, the Bible has 365 verses that says, fear not. 365 times in the verse. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. 365 times. Is that convenient or what? That is just the that is just the coincidence of all coincidences. Just so happens that one time for every day of the year, God says, Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. I'm with you. I'll help you. I'll strengthen you. I'll lift you up. I'll bless you, I'll redeem you, I'll deliver you, I'll protect you, I'll save you, I'll provide for you. 365 times. That's just a coincidence of all coincidences. See, this thing's legitimate. This is, this is going to be something that we will see, and I'm closing with this. And this is my opinion. None of anything else I just said was. It was all the Bible. Now I'm going to share you my opinion. I believe we are living in the last days. That's not my opinion. That's the Bible. But I believe according to the Bible, according to Jesus speaking, we're going to see men's hearts fail them for fear. And we're more concerned about whether or not homosexuals can marry each other than we are about this epidemic that is running rampant all over the earth. No one has an answer for the problem on earth except for the church. And it's not a same-sex marriage problem. No one has the answer. There's global everything's happening right now. And you watch, Jesus was right. People's lives are just going to end because of fear. Their hearts are just going to stop because of fear. That's what he said. Men's hearts will fail them for fear. And he said it, take it up with him. I believe that's going to be like the number one cause of death, like it has been for a century, 
is people just being anxious and worried and paranoid and in fear and just paralyzed and just died, just dropped it, dropped dead. We don't need to do that. We're supposed to be people of faith, and we're supposed to be believers, not doubters, believers. So I want to, again, the last time I'm pleading with you, make that decision. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to get into fear. I'm going to roll this off on him, the weight of it, the care of it, the concern of it, the anxiety, the pressure. I'm just going to roll this over. We started this off by saying Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, 8. And I'm telling you what, that has been just like the theme verse for me every single day. I'm telling him every day, thank you that you're the same. If you ever saved, then you're going to save today. And you're always going to save whosoever shall call on your name. If you ever healed, then you're going to heal today. And you're going to heal in the future. You're never going to change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everything else is shaking and turning and turmoil and, and, and it just, it seems like it's in a flux. But the word of God is truth. Jesus Christ is still Lord. Jesus Christ is still Lord. God is still on the throne and he's still given us the opportunity to be able to demonstrate his kingdom. People think God's in control. He's not. He's in control of his word and he's in control of his kingdom. We're in control of the earth. We are having dominion on it. Jesus came to give us dominion and authority back. Genesis chapter 127 says, let us make man in our image and let him have dominion over the earth. Jesus put us back in charge. God's in control of his word. We're in control of having dominion on the earth. Amen, Pastor. Thank you for preaching the truth to me. Thank you for helping me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad you came. <laughs> Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for the truth. Lord, we repent, those of us who need to, myself included, of having anxiety, of having cares, even cares, even cares, getting in the sin of worry. A total reliance on you. A total trust in you and your word. You've built into the word of God a way for us to deal with whatever. And you know, we can't pray this way. We can't pray, well, Lord, if you just lift some of it off of me. If you just take some of it away. I've got all these things going on. If you just take half it away from me, I'd be good. I'd be all right. That's not scriptural. That's not how it works. But Father, we thank you that we can do this. We can say, Lord, we carry, we carry it to you. And we lay it all down at your feet. We cast our care upon you. We can do that. That is scriptural. We thank you that we don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be anxious for anything. But in everything, through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we can make our request known to you. And then the peace of God will come in like a flood. Keep our hearts and minds by Christ. Boy, I'm thankful for the word, Father. I thank you for the word. I thank you for the word. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen.